Welcome to the Abundance Hub podcast. My name is Jessica Shembury. As an empowerment coach, mentor, and speaker, I'm dedicated to helping people learn how to live authentically in alignment with their values. I truly believe that everyone is capable of greatness. If you are looking for an honest and refreshingly down-to-earth podcast that can help you become the best version of yourself, you have come to the right place. Think of this podcast as your go-to weekly dose of mindset development. Get ready to feel empowered because the tools and strategies I'm sharing will absolutely change the way you think. Please visit theabundancehub.com to read more about my offerings and subscribe to receive a free gift straight to your inbox. Thank you so much for pushing play today. Let's begin. Hi guys, welcome to episode 63. This episode is being recorded with an extremely heavy heart and I'm sure that anyone who hasn't been living under a rock for the last week or two will know exactly why and um, and I suppose the easiest way to to let you guys know what I'll be talking about today is really to let you know that I'm going to be talking about George Floyd and the the current climate in terms of what's happening in the world. Um, I've definitely got some notes and I'm going to give you a little bit of background and just kind of chat to you guys about it because I think that a lot of people are really lacking a good quality conversation right now around this. I definitely know for me, there has been a lot of conversation um, between friends and family and even strangers in shops and um, with service providers and things like that. And to me, it seems like there are so many different opinions and and things that have come from what's happened over in America in the last couple of weeks with the passing of George Floyd. If it's even okay to call it the passing, it's really more like manslaughter or murder, right? Um, I remember what's happened as a result of this this awful, awful, awful um, experience that he had to go through. I um, I had to really consider so deeply whether I would even speak publicly and record a podcast on this issue. And trust me when I tell you, there have been many ups and downs in terms of the decision making. I, as a public figure and as somebody who has a lot of downloads in terms of this podcast, I really did have to consider where I sat. And earlier this week and last week, I had received lots of messages to my Instagram um, from people. Uh, well, let's not say lots. I received a few messages. That's the truth. Uh, but a few messages from people that I had actually supported quite a lot in terms of um, just helping them with so, with their with their personal issues. Um, one in particular, one lady actually messaged me, and if this lady listens to this, hopefully she can fully understand how I felt. Um, but this person had asked me a couple of questions about a few things in terms of how I manage my money and how I do certain things, and I'm always I'd always been really open, giving, giving her my time, replying back, trying to help as much as possible. And so we had a nice little relationship going on Instagram. And I basically received a message saying that, um, I should be ashamed of myself for not speaking about George Floyd and, um, 
and it really took me back, uh, to be honest. And I'm not, I'm not going to be doing a pity party today. Let me tell you, I've got some really beautiful messages to share with you, but to be honest, um, my first thought was, wow, I really hope she's okay. Um, the reason for that is because normally when someone decides to take it upon themselves to, um, create a, I suppose, create a negative, a negative feeling between two people, um, take, like I actually once had one of my family members take it upon themselves to tell me what they thought of me based on, on my social media. And it was a really strange thing, but immediately when that happened, I thought, wow, this, she's probably not okay. There's probably something going on in her life where comparison might be there. Um, so when this happened in particular, I genuinely thought, I really hope she's okay because, um, it was just such a, it was such a random message to receive. And then as a result of that, what, what ended up happening is I did send a message back and I said, you know, I hope you're okay. And she said, oh, you know, she replied back with something to the effect of like, oh, your sarcastic, hope you're okay comment. You love tooting your own horn, toot, toot, blah, blah. And to, to be honest, it was fucking offensive and it was uncalled for. And I'm a human just like everyone else. And I, as much as I'm a coach and I know that there's way more going on underlying to what was happening there, I just thought, you know what? I actually do not deserve to be slammed for something that has nothing to do with anyone else. Um, and then I saw some of my friends who are other, as, as I suppose we get called social media influencers, uh, even with bigger following than me who did speak out on the issue and who spoke out probably a little bit too early and who spoke out and made, I suppose in some ways probably just shared their distress and their upset and started to reshare and hashtag and what have you. And they also got slammed for sharing irresponsibly. And so when all this happened, I posted to my Instagram stories and I said, you know what guys, I just wanted to let you know the reason I haven't made any comment or any posting of sorts at this point in time is because I actually feel that with the lack of education I have around the whole issue as a large, it would be irresponsible for me to do so. And it really got me thinking because I've got, I've got associates and friends within the social media game, um, with big following, like extremely big, substantial following. And I, I've watched people that I follow repost from people um, that have even bigger following than the people I associate with. So I've got friends of mine that have, you know, over 40 or 50,000 followers, um, you know, associates, I suppose you'd call them like other, other influencers, um, clients that have over a hundred thousand followers. I've got lots of different people within my circle and I started to watch the activity and I started to see the comments and the stories come out and, to be honest, there were some people that did a beautiful job that waited and that did a beautiful job of sharing some useful things that we could use. Um, a big shout out to Steph Pace, who just did a beautiful post on some really useful books that we can share with our, with our kids around racism and equality and, and all of those types of those issues that are being brought up at the moment. Um, but then I saw so many really irresponsible commentary and posting happening. And I just thought far out, like this is, 
this is not okay. Um, it got me thinking, you know, maybe the reason this person wanted me to share was because they wanted some guidance or they wanted some direction. And then that started to scare me because I thought, what if I shared too early and I shared guided or directed someone down a thought pattern that was not theirs. And that's, that's what really what influencers in general have as a huge responsibility. Um, you know, I think you've got to be so wary of who you listen to and who you take advice from and, and, and how genuine it is doesn't matter because people being genuine means fuck all when it comes to making decisions based on life. I genuinely wish for everybody this or that or whatever. I'm genuinely upset. I mean, I'm sorry guys, but just because someone's got lots of following does not mean that the message they are sharing is valid, is right, is for you, does not mean that's how you should be thinking. Having following makes us no different to you. It means we've created following based on some sort of a need in the market. As a coach and as someone who I have really, really high standards for myself in terms of my integrity and in terms of my values, I do feel that some of the things I share are very, very valid, but I really want you guys to know that everything I ever share, you have to take it and then transform it or take what you want from it and then decide with your own brain and your own heart and your own knowing what is right for you. And that scares me when people think, oh, well, she said we should all donate to this charity. And so we all go donate because she said it. I really want to encourage you guys to be independent and independent in your thinking. Because the truth is, is that, you know, when we come back to Black Tuesday, for example, and everyone Blackout Tuesday and everyone's sharing a fucking picture of a black square without no, with no idea why or how it's going to help. It's, it's sheep following sheep. It's you potentially not, and this isn't everyone. Maybe some of you may have posted it and thought that was really helpful. Um, and maybe it was, I don't know. Again, I have not researched and understood it to the degree I could, but without independent thinking, it becomes this sheep mentality. It's just one sheep following another sheep. There's no leadership there. There's no independence of thinking. And, and that, what that's what bothered me a lot with what especially transpired in the last week. And so, you know, I made the decision that I'd record this podcast and I've got some really beautiful things to share with you. Um, that are my thought processes behind what's happening right now and take it or leave it. Hopefully it helps to expand your mind. Hopefully it helps you to feel some sort of peace. Um, hopefully it helps you to feel some clarity, but this is not an educational podcast about what links to follow and how to help because I don't believe that I have anywhere near the kind of information I need to be able to share publicly anything. How could I? I don't live in America. I don't have advisors that help me with my every move on social media, like a lot of big names do. Like, I'm sorry if you believe that anyone with over a hundred thousand followers doesn't have help, even less, you're wrong. They've got people doing shit for them. They're not posting themselves unless you're seeing their face. If they are, they've probably not got a right strategy. They need, everyone needs advisors when they start to influence that many people. 
they need legal advisors, guys. Like seriously, um, I think a lot of people don't consider all of this when we start to trust in people based on following. You know, someone with a hundred followers that's worked in the depth of Indigenous um, communities would have a better outlook on this than most people we follow. And this is not to slam those people, but what this is to do, guys, is just to share with you some insight and and hopefully a beautiful conversation that can really help you whether we relate this back to the current things that are happening in our world or whether we just use this as an overall um, educational podcast that can help you open and expand your mind as to where I feel we need to go as a race, um, as a human race, right? Because this is so important for you guys to understand is that there is only one race. This is the best thing I've heard all week. There's only one race and that is the human race. To think that we are so blind to that is just beyond me. I never grew up with any hint of anything. Oh, actually that's untrue. I probably grew up with a little hint of of racism around Aboriginals, um, which is awful to think, but you know, every, every decade or so things start to shift. But other than that, um, the idea of being racist was not really something hugely or even minimally present within my home, within my school, within my family. Um, and that's a really beautiful thing and I'm so grateful for it. Um, but yeah, if we really look at the big picture, we all have moments where we can, we can judge and we can judge based on different, um, on different backgrounds. Um, and some things can be in jest and can be funny and other things are definitely not. There's a bigger picture here, guys, and I'm not going to talk about the smaller picture, which is these small little parts of how we may have been brought up and all that stuff. Um, I'm going to talk about the bigger picture today. And guys, I just want to let you go, let you know that I am creating this podcast today, very wary and nervous, not to say the wrong thing. I do everything I do to help people. And I thought long and hard about where I stand with this, with this issue, with this current climate. Um, let's be real though. Is it current or is it just a repeat of history happening again? I think we know the answer to that, right? Um, but I, I come to you because I want to help you and I want to, I want to help you guys feel okay wherever you're sitting with what's happening at the moment. And I think that for a lot of people, the general public, I think that there's a lot of, oh, this is awful. I can't believe this is still happening. But I don't think there is a lot of action around what we can do. And so that's kind of what I want to help you guys with today. Um, but my first message, and I hope you guys have received it, is, is just to be very wary of where you're getting your advice and, and how you're creating your opinions. Because you need to create your own educated opinion based off research you do, or you need to fully acknowledge that your opinion is uneducated. 
and be okay with that. Because if you do nothing to educate yourself, then you are uneducated in that field. And that's it, guys. It's the same with COVID. It's the same with every everything that's happened. I mean, all the all these things that have happened in the last couple of decades and the last thousands of years, you know, poverty, bushfires, bombings, injustices, COVID, this current issue. Guys, if we don't educate ourselves, if we're not committed to it, then we don't get to have a full opinion or we get an under, an, an a little bit, we get an uneducated one, not a full, not an educated one. I know that when, um, you know, 9-11 happened and Bali bombings and all these things, I back then was, well, especially at night, 9-11, I was, I was a, pretty much a kid, right? <laughs> um, it was a long time ago. And so my opinion was very uneducated. I didn't know what was happening. All I knew was what I saw on the news. And I think the truth is, guys, is that right now we know, I think we're in a, we're in a, in a world right now where we know that what the media feeds us is not always the truth. It's very rarely the truth, to be honest, in my opinion. Um, my opinion can be seen as educated because I do spend time looking into many other sources of information. But the, the truth is, is that what's happening right now is just another form of, I believe, the universe trying to raise our awareness you know, the universe is like, man, these people aren't listening. Nothing's really changing. How will we get their attention again? Right? That's how I feel about it. Um, but look, my main message today is that if you felt confusion from what's been happening you need to, number one is lower the judgment you've got on other people, you know, slamming people if they did post the black, the blackout Tuesday picture, if they didn't post the blackout picture, if they did share their opinion, if they didn't share their opinion, it's all got to stop. Like we've got to be, we've got to stop being so disconnected. We've got to get a few key thought process processes and we need to embrace them. And what we need to do is we then need to understand that challenge is ever present, guys. This is something I talk to my clients about all the time. You cannot have up without down. You cannot have left without right. Night without day, hot without cold, happy and sad. Everything has an equal opposite. Everything comes in duality. Challenge is always present, guys. And I think that what a lot of people do is they actually expect there to be no challenge or they wish there to be no challenge. Challenge is always going to be present. I'm a firm believer that you actually can't shine in life without an extreme amount of challenge. Whenever challenge comes to me, I used to feel, I used to be in that position at a lower level of awareness and consciousness where I just went, I wish this couldn't happen to me. Why me? Poor me. I'm sick of bad things happening. I'm not lucky. Blah, blah, fucking blah. Now, every time a challenge comes to me, and trust me, the more you grow, the more challenge that will come. Every time a challenge comes, 
The question is, where's the chance to grow? The gratitude comes in, thank you. This challenge must mean there is a huge amount of abundance around the corner. The challenges are where the biggest growth comes. The challenges are where the biggest abundance is birthed. The challenge is where strength blossoms, right? And so let's, number one, make a decision, guys, to stop wishing away challenge. The thing is, is that the media only shows us challenge and it wants to make us believe that the world is a bad place. No, you're just not being shown all the good. There is so much good happening in this world, guys. And if you don't believe it, you are delusional. There is so many phenomenal people and phenomenal things happening. But the media wants to take us to a place where we sit in fear. Why is that, I wonder? If you haven't listened to my episode about the seven levels of awareness, I suggest you go back. They want us living at a lower level of consciousness where we consume information, we believe it, and we become sheep and consumers. That's what people high up want. They want us to believe the world is a bad place and let's all conform and let's all get into a position where we follow and where we listen to media and to what other people say instead of thinking for ourselves. What the fuck? I'm sorry, but this is just insane in terms of how we think. We should always be thinking for ourselves. We should listen to our intuition. We should be raising our awareness. We should be actively educating ourselves on what's going well in this world. Because there is so much. It is equal, guys. There is a lot of challenge, but there is an equal amount of abundance. All right, so I've talked about content consumption. One thing that I think a lot of people, I've, I've got a few notes because I, I didn't make it in order, it's everywhere. <laughs> um, but one thing that I really want to give you guys today and I think that it's super important is that I spoke a, a little bit about this on my Instagram stories um, earlier this week. Um, I really think that what we need to do right now, and and some people may disagree with this, and if you do, I really wish that for you, before I speak any further, I really wish that you listen to this podcast until the end, you give it a proper chance, and that you respect that I'm a human. I'm actually a really nice human most of the time, um, and that I really want to help people. What I think is happening at the moment is a lot of people are feeling very emotional. I had many moments um, where I felt emotional this week. And I think one of the reasons wasn't just because what we were watching was terrifying and awful and horrific and unimaginable to a lot of us as as everyone's being called white privileged people. Um, But I think more importantly is that what I felt was this, this, um, this inability to figure out where I could help and at what capacity. And I think a lot of people are probably in the same boat. Whereas like is $50 donation to, a black organization really helpful. And I, and I mean, it probably is right. We can make, 
we can make donations with our time. We can educate ourselves. We can donate to charity. We can share posts and raise awareness. Um, and I really started to think about all the ways I could make change. And I started to wonder, should I get on a bandwagon? Um, and I know I saw this a lot with the Australian bushfires. I saw a lot of influencers wanting to do things, but the truth was, is that within our capacity, we weren't, some of us were not necessarily able to create the change we desired. And, and should we take on such challenge when we may not be able to? The peop, there are people in this world, there are leaders in this world, the people that have the tens of millions of followers, they're the people that create change. I mean, look at what Celeste Barber did for, for the bushfires. Um, she, she created a phenomenal amount of impact through the charity drive that she did. And I know there, there was challenge within that as well, but I think for a lot of us, we really do wonder what capacity can we help at what capacity can we create change? And I know that there was, there was a group of influencers that got together. We had a zoom call about, about this thing we were going to do for charity. And it was right before I left for India. And I'd said, look, I mean, I'm going to be in India. I'm happy to come along. And, but what are we really looking to do? Cause if it's, if it's raising a thousand dollars, like I just prefer to fucking take it out of my bank account and donate it. Like, I know that might sound arrogant to some people, but I really questioned it because I'm like, well, how much impact do we want to make? And normally when you want to make a lot of impact, you've got to do a lot of things. Um, it doesn't just poof out of thin air. But I think a lot of people are really confused at the moment as to what kind of capacity they're able to make change. And so I've been following along with lots of different people, um, maybe not enough, maybe too many. I don't really know. Um, but one person that I really, really have loved following along with is Brendan Bouchard. Um, I started following him years and years ago when I started reading his book, High Performance Habits. And he's just phenomenal. Um, he's, I think he's got nearly a million followers, but his impact on this world has been absolutely huge. And he did a post that really summed everything up for me. And it said something along the lines of, um, teach peace, teach acceptance, teach meditation, teach anger management, teach emotional maturity, teach ethics, teach self-worth. Because equality doesn't actually come into the picture if we know and practice the above. And I think I might have put that part in myself. But the thing is, guys, is that in our capacity as human beings, the, I believe that the biggest thing we can do to create change is to focus on generational impact. And what I mean by that is, is to focus on what happens between our four walls because that is where it all starts and that is where it all ends because the way people are brought up the things people do and say are a result of what their parents and their grandparents, their friends and their family did around them when they were little. That's it. My eight-year-old doesn't know what racism is or judgment is because she's never been shown it. 
it's never been displayed to her. And she started to experience some of it at school. The other day, uh, one of her little work, uh, one of her little work colleagues, I was going to say one of her little school, um, student friends, I saw well, someone she goes to school with called, uh, said to this little girl, it was a little boy. And he said to this little girl, how much do you eat? Cause you're so fat. And Scarlett said to him, you shouldn't say that. She said, you know, you won't have many friends left if you keep saying things like that, something to that effect. And she did not find it very nice. The only reason that little boy knew to say that was because he's heard it. Because fat isn't a word that comes into a child's vocabulary unless they hear it. Ugly isn't a word that comes into a child's vocabulary unless they hear it. Worthless isn't a, isn't a word that comes into a child's vocabulary unless they hear it. And neither is anything to do with judgment, race, slander, inequality, prestige. None of that comes into a child's mind. They are born innocent and perfect. We are the ones that either fuel their mind with good stuff or pollute their mind with bad stuff. It is on us. And so what I really want you guys to hear from my message today is that number one, I don't have a solution for you on what you can do today or tomorrow in terms of the bigger picture. But what I do believe I have is a solution for you in terms of a number one focus you can take on board for the rest of your life, which is create generational change. It's your responsibility as a human. Focus on being a nice human. Make it your life's work to be a nice fucking human. And then ask yourself the question, how have I impacted this world in a massive way? Trust me, because when grade three children are learning this kind of crap from other students, that's how we know that we still haven't gotten rid of problems. That's how we know that there is a long way to go. I hope this is making sense for you guys. I believe that we cannot rely on our schools to teach our children everything. I believe that the most important teachings they will ever receive are at home. I don't remember, you know, Australian history. I don't remember all the the names of all the complex shapes. I don't remember every city in the world. And I definitely don't do maths well because now we have calculators on our phones right? And I don't know if schools will change for our generation of children or the generation after in terms of teaching the most important things. But I know that what we do at home can. And if you don't love yourself, if you don't have a high level of self-worth, if you don't value human rights and equality, if you don't want to teach your children how to give back how to create change and legacy, how to impact by donating to charitable organizations, how to give, how to understand, how to be kind, how to be nice. And I mean, really fucking nice. 
if you don't know how to teach that and if you don't believe that stuff that is is within you then that's where to start that's the biggest place we can make impact generational change is where everything starts guys it's with our little babies it's with our cousins or our nieces or our nephews if you're not a parent it's with the way we show up around our friends the what what kind of bullshit conversations we're a part of or not a part of what we tolerate and what we don't tolerate within our relationships our friendships our families that's where it happens and I don't care what you want to say back to that that's a true statement so if you focused on teaching your children how to create peace and acceptance how to meditate how to manage their anger number one If you were able to teach your children emotional maturity. Now, how do we teach children emotional maturity? We display it, guys. If you can't argue with your partner without yelling, if you can't be emotionally mature, if you're not ethical around how you treat the people around you, if you don't have a high level of self-worth, your children never will. If we know and practice all those things, if we meditate daily, if we know how to manage our anger, if we know how to accept everyone for who they are, if we ask ourselves quality questions and we help our children do the same, like what if I approach this situation with a loving heart, with only love, how would I show up? How important is peace to me? If we practiced all of these things, Don't you believe that they would then do that for their children? And maybe in another hundred years, we might make some groundwork around this stuff, guys. For God's sakes, don't think posting to social media and being a sheep and watching the news is going to help this situation long term. We've got to be more fierce with our approach. And it starts with our own self-worth and our own self-love and our own emotional maturity and our ethics. That's where it all starts, guys. It's so simple, yet it's so complex because most of, us, most of us have been brought up to believe we shouldn't put ourselves first. We don't need self-help. We don't need to change. What's wrong with the current model? The likelihood is there is something very wrong with the current model. And I'll use an example that I saw the other day, um, which was so cool. And big shout out to Kerwin Ray. Um, I saw this on his on his Instagram and it was just a perfect depiction. And it was basically like thinking about how we do things because our parents or our grandparents did them. And he used cooking as an example. Just go look at it. Um, it's probably the easiest way to do it, but I'll, I'll give you a rundown. Basically, there was this young girl, you know, maybe she was in her mid-20s or whatever. She was cooking a roast and she cut the end off it. And she said, I wonder why I keep cutting the end off this roast. And she thought, oh, just because mum does it, I do it, you know. And so mum used to cut the end of the roast and grandma used to cut the end off the roast. And her mum used to cut the, great-grandma used to cut the end off the roast. And so one day she's there, she's cooking and she, you know, she cuts the end off the roast, puts it in the oven. And she thinks, why do I do that? Maybe I'll just ask mom, like, what's the point? Is there a reason? And so she rings her mom and she says, mom, why why do you cut the end off the roast? And she's like, I don't know. It's just the way your grandma used to do it. She's like, all right, I'll get to the bottom of it. I'll ring grandma. 
And so she rings grandma and she says, hey, grandma, why why do you do do that? Like, I just, I'm curious, is there a reason? Does it help the meat cook better? Or what's the reason? Why do you cut the end of the roast? And she said, oh, no, your great grandma just used to do it because her oven was too small and she just couldn't fit the whole roast in. And she's like, wow. So generations after generations have been doing this for no reason other than because the generation previous did it with actually no explanation as to why. That is crazy. And it's so fucking crazy. And if we're doing it with cooking, imagine what else we do it with without questioning why. That's like 60 to 80 years of generational impact on how we cook a roast dinner for God's sakes. And then we start to question the big picture. We start to question how we were spoken to, how our family members were spoken to, the ways in which our parents displayed behavior that we were told or showed was okay. And we just assumed because our parents did it, it was all right. No, guys, it's not all right. Generational impact is where this is at, guys. Being a nice human and making that your biggest goal in life. And I mean more than just nice, like be the best human being you can be. Set the best example possible. Stop playing a childhood game when you're an adult. Stop excuses. Step up in your four walls. That's where it starts, guys. You know, we all have full potential. It's just so frustrating that most people have been led to believe that where they're at right now is enough. It is not enough. We have been gifted this life, guys. Do you know how many people do not, how many souls do not get to become part of our human race? We are gifted life. The fact that we can't look around us and realize that number one, we are all the same. We are all one. We are connected. We need to be connected to ourself, to the world, to the universe, to the one. We need to realize that everything we sit on, that we touch, we are all the same. We are all the same. When we start to realize that, when we start to love ourselves, we can start to love and realize that for the people around us. We start to think of everyone as equal. It's one of the biggest, biggest shifts I ever had was realizing I was just the same as everyone else. There was no one sitting on a pedestal above me. No one not my mentors, not my idols, not the celebrities, not the coaches who have more followers than me, no one. And guess what? The people that I used to believe were less were just the same. I used to look down on people because for some reason I was taught that somewhere along the line. Maybe it was in a movie. Maybe it was someone at school. I'm pretty sure it wasn't my parents don't help the homeless, don't do this, they're scum, they're probably drug addicts. Yeah, but are they are they not equal to you? Do they not deserve the same treatment as you? Of course they fucking do. And whoever gave us this idea that there was a pedestal to be stepped up to, shame on them really, right? However that came about, and it was probably media, and it was probably news, and it was probably movies, 
And my firm belief, guys, is that all of this has to change for any long-term change to happen. Because these riots and these rallies and these protests, this is just going to force a little bit of change. But the change happens when potentially one day hundreds of thousands or millions of people get to listen to a message like this and realize that there is only one race and that is the human race. Realize that we're all equal, that we're all one, that there is nobody above us and nobody below us. And realize that we have to be nice human beings. That is our utmost responsibility. If we do not make it our absolute number one priority to become nice human beings, to reach our full potential in terms of consciousness, awareness, truth, then that is where the problem lies. It lies in your inability to step up to your potential. It lies in your inability to be a nice human. And I want you to know that there are steps you can take right now to start creating that change within your own home. And it comes down to the things that Brendan Bouchard so beautifully shared and some of the things that I was sharing, which is teach peace in your home, teach acceptance, daily meditation, anger management, teach your children and the people around you how to respond versus react, how to have emotional maturity, how to work their life with integrity, how to do everything with ethics, how to foster, create, and absolutely own your worthiness, how to love yourself the way you are because you are perfect, how to understand that when you practice these things day in and day out, they are free. They take practice. That is it. You can change this world. You can change your community, your school, your children. It's that simple. It may sound complex, but all you do is you just put one foot in front of the other and you just keep on going with your mission to be the nicest human possible, to reach your full potential and to unapologetically love yourself and every human around you. I wish you nothing but peace, guys. I hope you have a beautiful week ahead. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Abundance Hub podcast please screenshot and share it with your friends because living abundantly means sharing things you love with the people around you. If you post on social media, make sure you use hashtag the abundance hub. And if you'd like to help us, please rate and review the podcast on Apple podcasts. It really helps me get the message out to more people. Congratulations on taking time to invest in yourself today.